Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Good afternoon, listeners. Uh, Mark here from the Brainwaves team. This afternoon, uh, team members Kate and Ray will be speaking with Dream about the vexed topic topic of homelessness. Uh, Dream is involved with the 3CR Ruminations Program, which uh, covers homelessness issues. He also speaks at schools to raise awareness and educate young people about the issues associated with homelessness. Uh, Look, we'll just hand over now to our lead interviewer, Kate, and get the conversation underway. Thanks, Mark. Hi, Dream. Um, Welcome. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm good. Um, Dream, we would love to hear your ideas on the relationship between mental illness and homelessness. Sure. Well, um, there's a um, pretty um, strong correlation, a pretty strong link between um, homelessness and um, people with mental illness. Um, We know that in general terms, people who are homeless uh, do become homeless for a huge range of reasons. So it could be things like an ABI from a car accident or long-term unemployment or loss of a job or a relationship breakup. Sometimes it might be alcohol and substance misuse issues, criminal justice issues or financial crisis. Um, Certainly, uh, by far and away, by a country mile, the prime driver of homelessness is uh, domestic violence, young women Mm. um, fleeing domestic violence. So perhaps once upon a time, the typical stereotype of a homeless person would be an old guy on a park bench with a beard, whereas now the reality is that it's much more likely to be um, a young woman with two kids in tow fleeing domestic violence. Um, But certainly um, one of the drivers of homelessness certainly is mental illness, and there's a pretty strong correlation. So people um, who are homeless, who do have a a mental illness, um, that level of illness is way more prevalent um, in homeless people than compared to the general sort of mainstream population. Hmm. Uh, Dream. Um, Yes, hi Ray. (laughs) Hi, it's Ray here. (laughs) Um, I was just wondering sort of um, what what would your suggestion to somebody who found themselves in a situation where they became homeless, uh, whatever the cause was, um, what would your what would your hints be to that person? Um, you know, they're homeless, they, they really don't have anywhere to go, they're, they're sleeping in a park that night. Yeah, look, it's difficult. Um, I suppose, you know, on a fundamental level, I suppose what perhaps um, a homeless person um, who has a mental illness or a homeless person who doesn't have a mental illness, mm. primarily you're trying to get housing, you're trying to get a roof. Yeah. You know, you're trying to perhaps avoid sleeping rough. Yeah. Um, so I suppose one, you know, possibility is to try and seek out some of the sort of standard homeless agencies like Home Ground or the range of others that are out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And where, where do they go to get that help? Like, do uh, they, could they go to present themselves to the nearest emergency maybe or? You mean emergency, emergency like Emergency at a hospital, yeah. Um, would that be I, an idea? I'm not sure if that would be an idea or not. Certainly they would perhaps be able to refer you to, yeah. to where to go to get yeah. housing. Um, and, you know, the other issue is um, there's such a range of housing options. There's so much housing that's um, substandard and, yeah. you know, really shocking. Yeah, there are dangerous places yeah, out there. Yeah, so boarding we, houses. Yeah, so our experience. Example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, our experience is that there's a significant number of homeless people who, you know, clearly choose to sleep yeah. rough and yeah. stay out uh, because it's just too dangerous and too shocking to actually be in some of the um, boarding houses and rooming houses that exist. Yeah, there is sort of a, a code amongst thieves, if you if you may say, that people who, who are sleeping at rough, and, and I'm not calling them thieves because I've been by myself and, and, and that's not sure. how it is, but there is sort of a, a, an honour code when you are sleeping rough. You, you look after other people's stuff while they're going to the toilet or, or getting something to eat or... Isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think um, homeless people are, you know, pretty pretty powerless and pretty voiceless and pretty vulnerable anyway. So yeah. when you're perhaps a person who's homeless, but you also are struggling with mental health issues, then you've got a real sort of added dimension of yep. sort of exacerbated um, vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, um, and, you know, the really, the reality is that it's pretty unfortunate that, you know, there is a significant perhaps a significant number of um or a significant amount of you know exploitation yeah um which is and i've seen yeah. that firsthand is that amongst the homeless with the homeless or uh, well, against with the house people yeah and, well and i mean in my case i can remember one particular incident where i was in a fairly crappy sort of boarding house yeah and i know there was a guy there who was um an older guy um he was clearly you know someone with mental illness and I, it was clear to me or at least I felt strongly that he was pretty heavily medicated yeah, yeah. and he was being pressured and coerced oh. and a bit intimidated into yeah. signing Centrelink related documents. Oh, wow. And I remember, wow. you know, like a week later he went to get his money out and there was like 650 bucks, bucks missing. Oh, no. And so that was, you know, pretty yeah. shocking sort of thing yeah. for me to see. And I actually yeah. spoke up about that and sort of confronted that guy. I ended up having my own room <laughs> turned inside out and I yeah. was sort of threatened. So yeah. um, so that's one of the issues that perhaps um, you and, know, and people that, that, face. And that I'm sure that's just not a one-off that, that no, you know of. Not. Yeah, that would it's not. happen a lot of times, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. people take advantage and exploit. It's, yeah. it's horrific. Yeah. Dream, um, I'm aware, having applied for Office of Housing myself, that was my experience of near homelessness and applying for Office of Housing, Right. that you're looking at major paperwork and major administration and yeah. bureaucracy. Yeah. What's your advice to someone out there who may be struggling psychiatrically and is going through the process of applying for housing? Um in terms of what? In terms of trying to um, navigate thinking, through the system? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of in terms of supports because you said there's lots of housing options out there and it must get pretty overwhelming. Oh, it is. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, just in terms of general homelessness, um, the demand for housing is absolutely massive and the supply of housing is minuscule. So all the agencies that we're aware of are completely swamped. They're under-resourced, understaffed and underfunded. Mm. Um, I suppose... Someone with a mental illness would really need to try and have some sort of, um, I don't know if homeless services really provide 
that sort of service. But you'd need almost like an advocate or a support a ca- worker. A caseworker. Yeah. yeah, maybe a yeah. caseworker to try and literally perhaps go with you and try to navigate through. Because mm. yeah. a lot of that stuff can be really intimidating, and whether it's got to be online or whether you've got a lot of forms to fill in. And, mm. and it can be quite detailed and you've got to have documentation. And yeah. a lot of homeless people don't have documentation and they may not have birth certificates and it might be quite a drama to get info out of Centrelink or whatever. Mm. So, um, so I'm not dead sure what the answer to that is. It's it difficult. sounds yeah, but you guys had the idea of a support worker or caseworker, and I'm think I'm just thinking that could be a first port of call for someone who's experiencing psychiatric symptoms, who gets linked in with um, an outpatient service to perhaps, hook in yeah. with a social worker or caseworker. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is also, I mean, the funding, um, you know, that's always got to come into the conversation, um, you know. I know that, you know, ringing psych triage, um, sometimes you, you, you don't get your call returned or, you know, and, and it's not their fault. There's there's three staff members and thousands of people ringing them every night, you know, needing needing help. Um, and there's so many numbers and help services. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, where, where do we start? Where, yeah, it's difficult. Where? It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know in terms of, you know, homelessness in terms of in general, but, I mean, this would apply to um, you know people with mental illness um, you've got to be able to sort of have enough resources and enough skill level to be able to be aware of what resources and what services are out there to begin with and it's not like they're advertised yeah well that's not all right. of them are advertised um, and the other thing that's a real problem is um, you know perhaps potentially the number of um, homeless people out there and and perhaps you know homeless people who have a mental illness as well, um, who are out there but they're pretty seriously isolated, so mm, they're not on, like, yeah. anyone's radar. Yeah, yeah. And we were just talking about this the other day with, with the Homeless Person Union and um, when we sometimes interact with those people, um, they want housing, but obviously we can't provide that. So, But all you can really provide is sort of comfort and reassurance and give them a hug or a handshake yeah. and just say, well, oh. you know, we're with you and we're supporting you. And, you know, yeah, it's, that it's must really leave difficult. you so disheartened. Well, it's difficult, yeah. you know, but yeah. just to think that, you know, there definitely are people out there who are seriously, totally isolated, who are just not on any radar. So how do you engage with them? That's, yeah. that's a big problem. Yeah. And Dream, you had a marvellous list of... Of factors contributing to homelessness with mental illness. Uh, oh, yeah. Earlier, I yep. said to you, is it a chicken and the egg situation? Does psychiatric illness come first or homelessness? And you had a great set of list of um, oh, yeah. factors that lead to homelessness when you're psychiatrically ill. Yep. Um, it was pro- pro- I, I guess I'd say, Kate, probably it could, it could work either way. I mean, homelessness yeah. can, can perhaps lead in ultimately perhaps to mental illness or perhaps the other way around. Sure. Um, so, yeah, did you want me to run through these really quickly? Yeah, love you yeah. too. Okay, so... Love um, too. So we know the link's really strong between homelessness and uh, uh, mental illness. Um, so uh, some of the issues might be issues of when you get housing, issues of maintaining payment and payment affordability problems. There's issues of insecurity of tenure. There's the problem of really crappy, poor, um, inadequate and unsatisfactory housing conditions. There's a big problem about safety and security and violence Mm. and intimidation. 
that sort of thing, like I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, even location of where the housing might be. Sometimes these places are actually... Like, for example, I went to one and it was Hampton Park, I think it was, mm-hmm. and there was really no public transport network and there were no yeah. agencies within Cooey. Wow. Yeah. And it was kind of like suburban wasteland. So how are yeah. you supposed to get the medical resources you need and, yeah. and the, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. healthcare yeah. And, and, and jobs? Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. social network. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, social the, network. It was yeah. very limited about how you could plug in just because of the spatial and geographical location. Mm. Um, some people who might be homeless or they, they're not homeless but they might have a mental illness illness so they might have housing but maybe because of their illness or they go off their medication or they have difficulties with behavioral issues often that can jeopardize their place where they are yeah the rent inspections housing inspections and all that yeah Yeah. and often there's a misunderstanding about that people don't allow for that or don't really understand the complexity of what's involved with that um there's all those admin barriers that that we were talking about kate in terms of trying to apply for public and private housing that can be pretty overwhelming um, and sometimes in terms of trying to get housing, there's the issues of just general sort of discrimination and stigma as well. Wow, yeah. That can be a big issue as well. Yeah. So, um, so there's quite a range of needs to try and solve some of those issues that we might talk about later. That's, that's, that's fascinating, Dream. Look, thank you so much. We're going to a break now. Um, I think Mark is leading us into a community service announcement and we'll be back in a few minutes. Righto, let's go. Is something worrying you? Need someone to talk to? Having trouble at work or at home? Call WIRE Women's Information on 1300 134 130, Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. Talk to a woman who cares. It's free and confidential Victoria-wide. You can talk to us about anything. You can also talk to us in your own language through our telephone interpreter service. So call WIRE on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. WIRE is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back to Brainwaves. Uh, We've uh, got uh, Dream in the studio talking about some homelessness issues with Ray and Kate. Uh, We'll just move straight back in. I think, Ray, you had something you wanted to say. Yes, apart from hi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, What do you think the needs, the greatest needs are out there for people who are homeless and with mental illnesses um, as far as what the community can provide, what the government can provide, what um, the medical personnel can provide? Uh, well, look, I'm not an expert right, yeah, no. on all this stuff, but look, so, some, some, I, I looked up some of the you know information about this stuff yeah. from I think it was from the Council of Mental Illness or an organisation that's related to mental health, and they said that there should be um, a general greater awareness in the community about the difficulties of um, the homeless populations that do experience mental mm. illness. So just you know, issue. Um, raising and awareness raising um off and this also this next point applies to a lot of the homeless stuff we find that a lot of the programs for homeless people in general um one size doesn't fit all mm, the mainstream yeah. services so we find that a lot of homeless people like fall through the cracks as it were yeah so yeah. what we feel we need and i think this would apply to homeless people who have mental illness there needs to be perhaps a lot more emphasis on what you might loosely call innovative or creative kind of programs that try to meet the needs of, yeah. of, of the group that you're targeting. So, so what what 
give us a stab at some sort of ideas of, on uh, that? Well, I'm not familiar with mental illness programs, but I know in terms of homeless ones, two off the top of my head would be the Journey to Social Inclusion program, which was a very creative, innovative oh. kind of program run through Sacred Heart Mission with, in partnership with some other agencies. Wonderful. And another one was the THI, the Trauma Homelessness Initiative, run with run by Vincent Care and a few other agencies as well. Yep. And essentially they were just pretty creative and innovative trying to target and trying to do things in a different way. Okay, so was it sort of like um, not the standard provide them a, a good hearty warm meal? Was it sort of some kind of um, art group or something uh, no, as well? No, it was, it was more like increased funding and it was like much more intensive so you almost had like one-on-one worker. Wonderful! Yeah, one to wow! One ratio. Wow! Yeah. yeah, and the journey to social inclusion J two SI that actually has proven to be like monumentally successful. So, how do we keep these things running? Well, I suppose what I'm saying is, what you know, in terms of mental illness programs, um, that's the kind of mindset that you need right. in terms of governments and agencies funding to have a crack at programs like that. Yeah. You know, yep. because clearly, in terms of homelessness and. You guys would know more than I do about the mental illness sector, but um, clearly, you know, the services out there um, are not necessarily at all meeting the needs of a yeah. significant number of the population who have got issues. Yeah. Um, so that so more holistic kind of innovative program stuff. Um, um, maybe greater outreach, sort of homeless community outreach, homeless programs for the mentally ill. I'm just looking through my notes here. Um, more improved resources for the monitoring of discharge planning and more follow-up after you are discharged, mm. perhaps from an agency or from yeah. a psych hospital or whatever. To check on sort of isolation issues, which are a well-known pathway to mental illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah. I think that's really important that there's follow-up and yeah, sort of follow on, ongoing so, follow-up. Yeah, maybe someone from the mental health t- health team at the hospital um, checks yeah, on the person's yeah. housing yeah. Um, you know, status. Yeah, and, like you know, a- comes and does a home visit and then realises, hang on, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in a football field here. Uh, you yeah. Know, this person right. doesn't have a home. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's probably important that, you know, that whole discharge process yeah. is, is, is tight and there is follow-up. So people who do find accommodation can end up sort of um, staying there. Yeah. You know, and if there's some sort of monitoring, if things are going awry, yep. then there and could be intervention before the whole thing collapses. That would yeah. be needed at, at private hospitals as well as public. Um, yeah. I, I know there's a big lack of it in private hospitals aftercare, yeah. outpatient follow-up, and, and yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. definitely, okay. yeah. 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 That sounds like it could really benefit by linkages between, say, a hospital caseworker or social worker with community organisations for follow-through. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, or some sort of support worker or some sort of yeah. mental health yeah. follow-up worker, perhaps. It'd be great if people could get caseworkers from the hospital uh, someone who's going to walk the journey with them for you know for a few years. Um, so when they get discharged from a hospital, um, you know whether it's with the the mental illness or whether a physical illness, that yeah. the caseworker can follow, uh, you know, uh, are sticking with them for at least a few years. They've got somebody safe they can go to the, the you know the yeah, homeless person exactly. can go to it and yeah exactly we need more of it. So I suppose, um, you know, in terms of housing and mental health programs, they need to have the programs themselves need to have regular ongoing evaluation and there needs to be maybe more emphasis on resources for housing that specifically target um, the mentally ill who are homeless. 
um, and to try and get them some sort of accommodation or some sort of specific accommodation. And there's been talk about trying to target specific accommodation for specifically mentally ill homeless people, mm. you know, so yeah. that, that kind of um, housing arrangement, whatever it is, is kind of tailored and geared for people with mental health needs rather than just, you know, a crappy boarding house here or a crappy rooming house in Richmond or whatever. <laughs> so, um, Dream, I've got a question. Yeah, well, you, yeah, sure. You talk at schools about homelessness. Um, is it sort of like a prevention, homelessness prevention talk? I mean, what what kind of things would you sort of talk to the students about? Uh, well, in an, I suppose, Ray, in a nutshell, what we try to do is, one, raise awareness of the, of the core issues. Yep. That's one. Uh, and we also try to just sort of debunk a lot of the stereotypes and myths. Okay, And yeah. we encourage the students to um, get a bit empowered themselves and to find out a bit more information. So All right. the last yep. one I spoke to last week, the students there were keen to um, contact their local members of government to find out what the government's policy was on oh, homelessness and wonderful. what's going on. And they wanted to do a school project on homelessness. And they were sort of wanting to know you know, what can we do? Wow, you know? that's and, fantastic. Yeah, and also, um, Jerry and I, um, you know, we gave a bit of a personal experience about our own sort of situation yeah. of homelessness. Yep. And they were a little bit gobsmacked to learn about our personal background. Yeah. So the bottom line was that in terms of homelessness, um, and I guess this would apply to mentally ill people perhaps with homelessness issues, but um, it, you, it can happen to anyone. anyone. Yeah, yeah, you just need yeah. the right kind of collision of circumstances and that's, that's enough. That's it. You know, and I yeah. found that you know, myself. Yeah. And, and it seems in our society these days it, that, that definition of homelessness is becoming broader and broader and broader. Couch surfing is, is now yeah. an official yeah. homeless, homelessness yeah. status. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the really big drama is that um, if you look at all the numbers, like, you know, it's exponentially increasing. The, the raw number of people who are homeless are increasing yeah. and there's the really sort of awful subgroups like the frail and elderly homeless yeah. and the women from domestic violence. And the worst scenario is there's just a massively increasing number of young children oh, caught yeah. up in homelessness. So that's like diabolical in a country like Australia today. Yeah. And yeah. a time bomb for us all. Really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, do, um, Dream, do you think a, a, a contributing factor in that rise in homelessness would be the increase in in, in rental costs and property prices? Oh, sure, just, yeah. Because I yeah. found that in, in 2009, 2010, yeah. when my flatmate moved out, rent sh- the the bottom level rent shot through the ceiling, and I, it was outside my outside my price range. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably, I guess we probably argue um, that the bottom line critical issue is just lack of housing. Wow. Wow. There's just lack of housing. You know, governments just have failed yeah. um, to adequately sort of, you know, prepare and plan and build housing. Yet you can look at, um, you can look at sort of how many properties are abandoned or, you know, how many factories are abandoned, how many sites that could house people, you know, could be made, a couple of walls banged up and, you know, it could be made into ideal residences and, and, you know, ideal housing for people. And there's so many empty properties around um, Melbourne, Victoria, around Australia that, yeah, just... So creative solutions could be brought to bear on behalf of this enormous cohort of people that are struggling yeah, in, yeah. In, a, in a wealthy society. And, and yeah. Dream mentioned that before, yeah, yeah creative. Yeah. We get some, you know, people who, who've got big goals, big dreams up, up there in, in 
government and yeah and dream what would you like to end with we've got a couple of minutes is there anything you'd like to say oh no look i suppose in terms of my own um, personal experience um certainly you know um homelessness can happen to anyone so Mm. like i had a pretty um mainstream sort of existence i had a sort of a normal normal life as it were in inverted commas so Oh, you know, I taught for 22 years as a school teacher and went back to uni, went back to Monash and did social work and worked as a social worker. So I had a good job. I really enjoyed it. I had a car. I had money and I just had a normal life. And um, never in a million light years did I think that I would end up six months stranded in the car, yeah. homeless. So um, I'm a, you know, an example where... Um, you know, it's not about some sort of myth or stereotype that all homeless people are somehow, you know, drug users or whatever. Yeah. But you just need those collision of circumstances yeah. and you yeah. can have your life turned upside down. Yeah. Know? And for me, you know, the driver was mental illness. Yeah. For wow. sure. Yeah. So it's been a struggle since 2006 for me. Yeah. How are you doing now? Uh, struggling. Yeah. 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 But I'd have to say, you know, probably an important point to make, you know, there's always hope and there are always agencies out there and always services out there that you can plug into. That's yeah. probably important. But well, yeah, great the, to hear. Thank you, thank, you, oh. thank you so much, Dream, for ending on a hopeful note there. And, yeah. uh, and, and yes, look, the work you're doing and the raising awareness around this issue um, – is, is something really, really valuable to us all. So thank you so much for coming in today and sure, pleasure. Sharing, sharing your journey pleasure. with us. Pleasure. Thank you, Matt. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.